0: Hello, and welcome to episode three hundred and eighty six of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with. To Infinity! How are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm good. So uh, it's been a couple of weeks since you've been on. What have you been up to? Uh, We've both been watching The Flash, from what (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Sort of hate watching The flashes for me, yes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Which is interesting because I did a um, podcast, I think it was two weeks ago or so, which was talking about final seasons of shows that are too long. The two that I focused on was Killing Eve, which I have finished. And uh, The Flash, which I haven't quite yet. I did watch episode 10 yesterday. And even with two separate seasons, one one which is eight episodes and one of which is 13, you still sometimes don't even need that many episodes to to finish (laughs) your your story. Because one of the questions I kind of asked was, okay, you start your final season. What is it that you actually need to do? Okay, Mm -hmm. you need to get your characters from wherever they are in whatever story they're in. If there's a cliffhanger from the season before or something and conclude the story and their story. But it shouldn't, and in Flash's case, definitely shouldn't have taken anywhere near 13 episodes to get there. I don't think this is as bad as Killing Eve. Um, Right. Killing Eve was just, it, it made different sort of choices that were worse. I don't think it is. I there's still some fun in this show, like now and again, and I, I like these characters a bit more and they haven't been sort of ruined in the way that Killing Eve's characters were. So that's that's the basis of that. But right, yeah. I just don't understand for the last maybe three, maybe four seasons. This goes back quite a long time. The show's insistence on taking away Barry's powers all the time mm-hmm. or even in this final oh, season
0: take, take away Barry
1: <laughs> yeah and I feel like that's gotten worse in the last that there wasn't a problem in the let's say the first half of the show's existence So, like the first five seasons I feel like about season six seven eight nine was where that started to happen a bit more but I just don't understand why it keeps happening. And even in in this final season, when he does at certain points have his powers, he's either not on screen mm-hmm. or just not using them, or has he hasn't taken away very briefly in the first like I think couple of episodes and gets them back. I just don't really get it. And then they're kind of using some of the side characters to kind of. Fill in for him. Yeah. So it's almost like they're, they're doing the same mistake as the last few seasons, but just sort of not really. Cause you, you said to, I, I think I was on episode like seven or eight, and you said, next couple of episodes, he's got about 10 minutes of screen time. And then I watched them, and it, it was just quite strange. So, um anyway, what do you think of this final season?
0: It's just been like, I kind of get the feeling that Grant didn't want to do the final season, and they went, look, we'll give you half the season off so you don't have to be on screen. <laughs> Because there are episodes where he is literally not in it, apart from right at the very beginning and right at the very end. I mean, there's yeah, one episode back with
1: Iris or something. From yeah, a holiday. yeah,
0: yeah. There was there was one episode where Iris and Barry go off on holiday, so he's just not in it. And the pair of them are in right at the very start and right at the very end. I'm on episode 11, so there are two episodes left to go, which is there's a four part crossover to end in it. And you'd think that that would entirely focus on The Flash. And then you get to episode 11 and I timed it and he was literally on screen for two minutes in total in that episode. So the whole thing is being carried by the rest of the team, and you're like, this is two episodes, well, three episodes from the end, and you've just done an entire episode of The Flash without The Flash in it in the second part of a four-part crossover. It's such a bizarre decision. I'd understand it's one of the things that they sometimes do if the person is also directing, like Danelle Pannebaker directed one of the episodes. Yeah. You sort of understand that maybe she's directing an episode, maybe the character isn't on screen as much, but Grant isn't directing. (laughs) He's just not there. I don't get why they've done that the show is called the flash not team flash you've got 13 episodes for this final season every one of them should at least have the flash in it to some reasonable extent and there's been at least two episodes i know quite a lot more along the way that have been very minimal presence of the flash or like you say he's there but he's lost his powers or he isn't using his powers at all it's such a weird decision the episode i did
1: enjoy i did enjoy when dreamer was in the episode and Mm. I. Probably the best episode of seasons one where um, Oliver comes back Arrow. Yeah, comes back for an episode that was actually like quite good, and that was actually them teaming up for a bit and kind of I guess saying goodbye to uh, to Arrow. Um, so that was quite a good one. I really think is I think they had what three guest spots. I can't remember what the other one was going to be for, but you could have done six episodes, have three of them be flash episodes and three of them be guest spot episodes. I mean, it's good that they didn't go with a full 23. I don't even know what you would have really done with another 10 episodes. So You're,
0: Yeah, there's just, I mean, had they had a full run, what w- would... Grant just not have been in half of them, mm.
1: and if his availability was a problem, yeah, he could just have less episodes and just finish the story off nicely. So yeah. it's a bit frustrating to watch. So you've seen number eleven, and I've seen number ten. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right, so Grant got, is what,
0: not in number eleven, <laughs> apart from for right. two minutes. Cool. It's um, just yeah. I'm at the point with this where, as I say, I'm kind of hate watching it because I've watched the entire run and I'm two episodes from the end, so I'm not going to finish like just yeah, just abandon it at this point. Yeah. And and I want to see how it ends, but uh, it needs to go, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. it was the right decision not to have it stick around any longer, I think. Mm. On the big screen flash side of things, the reviews are actually quite good. I mean, I know there's the whole Ezra thing. Apparently there was a thing about Ezra will be turning up at the LA premiere, but he's going to be posing for a couple of photos, no interviews, that's it. Which I think is about all you can do about it. The reviews for the actual film are supposedly believe the hype it is as good as people are saying it is. So we'll see. But yes. Yeah.
1: It's so interesting that I think The Flash premiered, Ezra was announced as Flash, then the entire series went out, and then <laughs> yeah. the film came out. It's taken that long for the film to come out that an entire series, like, full run has, like, Nine finished.
0: seasons. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's, like, wild. It's crazy. So. Speaking of Barry's, but the one on HBO or the one on Max or whatever is going on. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Or uh, Max, which is where you go to watch HBO, but it doesn't have a capital M and it looks weird. Yes. Anyway, finished its series, had the, the episodes of season, was it season four? was a bit strange it, it took me like I, I was thinking about the episode for a bit and trying to like I understood what I, I wasn't confused about anything I was just kind of it was um I don't really know if it was what anybody was kind of expecting but then I suppose that's interesting they they were doing this whole like I think I remember explaining before they were doing this timey-wimey type thing with like yeah. some flash forwards and and other bits and pieces and they tied that all up quite fast in like the last two episodes and then just sort of had its conclusion. Overall, I'm relatively happy with how it ended it there's a few you know choices in the finale that that i didn't fully agree with but they but they were fine for the like what they ended up being um just certain character deaths and stuff i'm not going to say who obviously but you want certain people to survive the series and uh, some of them did some of them didn't but no overall i really enjoyed it i definitely recommend the show um it's got a very very short run as well it's still really entertaining i suppose it just depends on because some people were debating, okay, what does Bill Hader intend for you to think after the finale? Because there's definitely, especially in the finale itself, there's definitely like some comedic commentary on gun control, right? Like um, there's a very not shoved down your throat, but in your face, sort of like this is this is blatantly what they're trying to do, but yeah. it, it is trying to tell you that. That was quite interesting. But Barry's kind of always been a little bit like that where it's sort of it, it's not afraid to just i suppose do what it's going to do from like you know other political commentaries and and things like that i mean there's loads of shows where you've seen people just you know walk into a store buy some guns like they're buying some sweets Candy, and then just yeah. and then just kind of walk out yeah so it's crazy. Uh, but no, I, I very, very much enjoyed it. I just thought the, um, yeah, the finale was, was kind of crazy, but I, I really did enjoy it. So Excellent. what have you sort of seen about what happened? Um, or anything?
0: I still haven't caught Barry at all. So I I really couldn't give an opinion either way. It is on my list of things that I now it's ended. I might go and get the box sets and go and actually sit and watch it. But um, mm. that's interesting how it concludes by the sense of it. So uh, yeah, I've, I've got that sat there. I've got the sat there that I need to actually, going I did oh, start yeah. I succession keep hearing non-stop
1: point. about Succession yeah. <laughs> yeah I
0: hear about it everywhere I did watch some of the first season of it and then sort of dropped off it and then never kind of got to go back and I, I it wasn't that it was a bad show it's just other things got in the way and mm. I, I, I really need to go back and pick that up again um mm. yeah those are things that at some point i will try and sit down and work my way through
1: there's the other thing i'd say about barry the first three seasons are kind of similar i think the third season is actually the the actual best one it's got some of like the best set pieces and kind of leans into the show's wild attempts at things especially with its set pieces and like how that all kind of unfolds it's just with season four I don't think it's worse because it did this bit. It tried something different to get to its ending. Mm-hmm. I think that thing works, but there was like an adjustment there because it's something different that the show hadn't really tried before. Right. So Speaking of another final season, a lot of final seasons are oh. here today. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which um, I actually finished on the same night. So that was an interesting switch <laughs> right, around. Yeah. Um, had, its, uh, final, had its final season a while ago, but I, I think I watched like part of it on E4, then it disappeared because they E4. keep them on there for like a day. Yeah. They keep them on there for a bit of a shorter time and then um, it got released on Netflix. I'm still waiting to see like what's going on with Young Sheldon and stuff as well. Anyway. Yeah,
0: Young Sheldon, it looks like, has been... I think dropped... I'm a season behind. Yeah, I think Young Sheldon has been dropped by E4 as far as I can tell. The, the last statement we have oh. from them was was that they have no intention of showing the next season, but that may change. So, they haven't mm. bought it yet if they are going to show it. But it will show up on Netflix because the previous seasons are on Netflix. So,
1: mm. they've lost like all those American comedy yeah, shows. The only I one mean, I they have got finished is but...
0: um, Goldberg's, which we'll come to in a bit. They are doing the final season of Goldberg's, but. Um, a lot of the other stuff they've dropped
1: yeah Brooklyn's final
0: season um, had a little bit of a shorter one
1: but the episodes are like 20 minutes anyway had a lot of fun really really great final season there's a couple of like odd little episodes and bits and pieces but Brooklyn can be like that at times but yeah I had good fun like sending off these characters and seeing their stories conclude and uh you know i started the final episode and the intro started playing even the intro itself is like quite fun and that sort of thing i don't know sometimes when you've been watching something for like eight or nearly 10 years or however many years it's been it's kind of bittersweet to see it go but i suppose they had to kind of move on eventually and of course the show did get cancelled and then revived at one point didn't it i think it got cancelled by fox and yes,
0: <laughs> revived
1: and then, by nbc yeah yeah so uh it's good that we at least got i think we had three more seasons after that or yeah two or three a great send-off for the, these characters they did their sort or one final heist thing. Uh, which was actually <laughs> split into two episodes. And um, yeah, I just had a good time. It was a ton of fun with it. And I'm uh, going to miss these these characters. But hopefully the actors pop up in other things. I mean, you talk about um, well, things, M- Melissa yeah. for, for Got like Andy Sandberg, obviously, and, and quite a few others, Terry Crews, who's really good as well. But um, no, I, I had a lot of fun with the with the final season. That was a good one to watch. And then a game I've just started playing called Humanity, there's two ways you can get it. I think it's this month's PS Plus game. So you can, if you're subscribed to PS You can pick that up, but you have to stay subscribed if you pick it up that way. Yeah. Or you can buy it, I think it's 25 quid or or something like that, because you can usually buy these games a la carte or you can subscribe to the thing. It's a puzzle game. You've got these big cube type areas and you have these mindless, they're not zombies, but these mindless people that you have to control. You're playing as a dog, a sort of white, almost like spirit type of ghost thing and you can uh, you have to basically put like directions on the floor so, like you walk this way you go this way and then you've got like you'll unlock different things throughout like jump buttons so you have to put those in the right place and it starts off quite simple i've had a really really good time playing it apart from where i've really not been able to figure out what to do unless i've looked it up it starts coming up with things like cubes that you have to move through the level and push onto different parts and make sure you don't muck that up and One of the good things about that, you can, if you sort of get stuck somewhere, but you don't want to reset all of your commands and put them all down, you can sort of reset and and keep all those in place. So that's quite good as well. It does get your brain working quite a lot and <laughs> that really kind of um test you and everything one of the things I've tried to do in each level because what you have to do sometimes or with I think with each of the levels you have these gold people that are like floating in in particular areas those are sort of the they don't really have names but you've got to pick them up in order to kind of clear the level right um I think you have to at least pick up one of them there's sometimes two or three in different levels but it does let you go through levels if you pick up at least one of them so you've got to make sure those don't fall off the edge and put different like arrows and stuff on the floor there was this level I did on it the other day there was like these two bridges there was one bridge in the middle there were these fans so like they were sharp into the air and then you had like float commands and long jump commands and you had to make them like jump across the level, and it was it, it was quite wild.
0: Um, have you seen this this game at all? It's not one I come across. I was just looking it up. Um, it is available on PC on Steam as well. And oh, cool. it, It's sort of dis- best way to describe it, I would say, is if you're having problems visualizing exactly what it is, would be it's right. kind <laughs> of a 3D version of Lemmings for those of you that know that older sort of. Uh, I mean, I think they did do 3D versions of Lemmings, but it's Lemmings was very much a sort of sci. Cy- ways platformer thing where you had mm. this constant stream of of lemmings that came out and you had to guide them over the the level to get them to an exit point this is essentially looking at it the same sort of idea it's done in a sort of, you know different sort of way and it is very much sort of in a 3D and it's people not lemmings and all that sort of stuff but the essentially in terms of the mechanics of it they are somewhat similar to to that basically um, mm. it does look really quite fun though uh, yeah. I it, yes not come across it before but yes came out in May I think
1: yeah very very recently it's a very satisfying game to play but they have these like solution video things the problem with that is it, it tells you how to do the level on a basic idea but it doesn't show you how to get all the gold people Right, And there was this one level where the, there was like these three blocks that were up high. And I was like, how do I get those moving? And it, it does get quite complicated. And you yeah. get um different abilities in, in different levels and stuff because obviously they're designed around different things. So um that's been uh, a, an interesting challenge. Apart from that, what have uh, you been up to, David?
0: Well, I mean, there are a lot of things coming to an end in terms of like, you know, you say you've got Flash coming to an end, Barry's coming to an mm. end. Uh, last week we had uh, Mrs. Maisel completely finished that run which was great I really like what they did with the end of that you had first season of Citadel ended as well on um, Prime Video American Born Chinese also had the first season ended of that which I've got to the end of as well really rather enjoyed what they did with that I think it was a wonderfully fun series and if you've not come across this yet it is based on a comic book It follows this teenager called Jin Wang who's played by Ben Wang and uh, he's the son of these Taiwanese immigrants and he's just a typical high school kid, collects manga, he plays on the soccer team and then one day this guy called Wei Chen played by Jin Yi Liu shows up who is an exchange student and it turns out that Wei Chen is actually the son of of Sun Wukong who is the Monkey King, and it's a sort of take on the Journey to the West stories, which is is what the things like Legends of Monkey are and and the old Monkey T V show were based on. I mean, there's a hundred versions of that story, but it's sort of an interesting telling a version of, of that kind of story. I got to the end of that, really, really enjoyed it. I hope they renew that for a second season. I think they probably will. Um I mean it's very difficult to tell with everything at the moment, the way things are, but hopefully, that comes back for a second season because whilst it sort of does kind of conclude that initial story, there is a lot of places you can go moving forward i think with that as well i like what they did with it i think if you like those sort of kung fu the fights on wires type of thing that they do in those sort of old kung fu movies and stuff i think it's really good really really solid and very very enjoyable another thing that's coming to an end manifest which i was hoping to have actually finished but I'm one episode from the end (laughs) right now. It's really interesting watching those final episodes because the show was, as I think we all know, picked up by Netflix for a final 20-episode run, basically, which is split into two halves of, of 10 episodes. The guy behind it always said that he had a story arc which was... I think he said four, five or six seasons, I think he said he was, so it, you know, was the original plan. But of course, they got cancelled on NBC after three seasons. So they kind of had five seasons worth of story, but he had to sort of cram it into four seasons, basically. But that fourth season, as I say, split into two halves and is 20 episodes long. So, you know, they're not losing that much in terms of the story arc, but there are points where it does feel a bit, like he's speed running through some of the story because <laughs> clearly there is more that he could have done, but he just doesn't have the episodes to do it. But it's it's not necessarily a problem. I think it's making it quite tight and it's cutting out a lot of the superfluous bits. But there are some time jumps in there and and there are some elements that you kind of look at thinking oh, it might be an interesting to see a little bit more around that. But overall, I think they've they've done a really good job getting it. I say I don't know how they well. Uh, land the plane I think is the apt way to but uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know how well they land the plane at the end of the series but at the moment I've been really enjoying what they've been doing with those episodes as I say I've got one more left to go we'll see next week whether they have actually managed to pull it off the reviews I've seen around people seem to be fairly satisfied with how they concluded it so it sounds like they do but uh, I can't give you a definitive answer one way or another until I watch the final episode It's interesting watching the religious iconography that they're sort of playing with. You know, there's stuff to do with Noah in there and the second coming and that sort of stuff. (coughs) Excuse me and the second coming and that sort of stuff that they're sort of subtly playing around with as part of that story. Because, you know, the whole thing is about they're getting these callings, these messages from God or the universe or whoever it is to try and sort of save things. But I have really enjoyed that series. I've been having quite a lot of fun with it. Did you ever start that? I can't remember.
1: I watched a few episodes and then just drifted away from
0: it. Yeah, frustrating thing in the UK, Sky still have the first three seasons. So you need two streaming services to to be able to watch all of it so yeah. the first three seasons are on sky and now the fourth season is on netflix and concludes up on there now in terms of new shows Pokerface landed on sky this week which is one i've been waiting for because it is the detective show which comes from ryan johnson who of course you will know from that middle star wars movie <laughs> and uh Also, the Knives Out and Glass Onion movies as well, which is more the kind of area that the TV show operates in, I think. It stars Natasha Leon as somebody called Charlie Kale who is a casino worker who goes on the run after she sort of finds herself entangled in these mysterious deaths but that's sort of the setup for the character the main thing is the fact that she has this ability to tell whether people are lying or not and what it does after you get the sort of initial setup of who this character is and her going on the run is it becomes this sort of character driven case of the week mystery series it's what they refer to as a kind of inverted detective story so you get to see in the first half of the episode what the crime that is committed is It is usually a murder of some description and you get to see what happens and then it sort of winds back the clock and then you start again with charlie natasha's character and see things from her point of view and what she was doing from the point that she arrived in this town because as she's sort of on the run, she's moving from town to town and how she gets in tangled into whatever the crime was and how she solves it. There is a sort of Columbo-like element to it, basically. It's really solid. It's very, very well written. The only really main character is Natasha Leon because as she's moving from town to town each episode, the rest of the cast around her all changes, which means they've got quite a number of sort of guest roles in there. Adrian Brody is one of them that shows up. Chloe Savina shows up. Ron Perlman is in there. John Ratzenberger. Uh, Jamelia Jamal pops up in an episode. Sherry Jones, Nick Nolte. You know, so there's an interesting set of names because they only need to be there for like, that one episode and then she moves on to a different town very very well put together a really fun funny quite dark in places murder mystery series and uh, it's going out weekly on Sky Max. it is actually all up on on now and Sky on Demand as well so you can go and get it on there I don't know whether you've looked at any of this yet I'm going to very very soon yeah. with uh, this show yeah I'm intrigued by it you saw the movies didn't you Knives Out and Glass Onion
1: I've seen the first one I haven't seen the, uh, the second one Right, okay. it's always interesting that that trilogy he had the middle one for some reason <laughs> and oh, this, jj this, had like the, the start and the, the end
0: yeah the star wars one it was that yeah. was the big biggest mistake they ever made was not handing that entire trilogy over to one person that's usually how you do that i'm nothing necessarily against jj directly i've got nothing against ryan johnson and i liked the last jedi i think it was interesting but there are two very, very, very different filmmakers. And I know the original plan was not to have JJ come back for the third movie. And I think that was also a problem was they should have handed that off to a completely different director rather than handing it back to JJ because he completely botched that third film. But I think what they needed was somebody with an overall vision for all three films and they seem to be making it up as they went along. And you can't really do that. That was the biggest problem that they had with those three films. It seems like they're going to try and rectify with this new Ray movie that they're making. But um, Mm. that third film is a mess. And the problem with the second movie is it tries to subvert everything from the first film and you sort of needed to either give the whole thing to JJ or give the whole thing to Ryan or give it to somebody else but it needed one voice over the top of the entire thing and that didn't happen so it ends up just being all over the place that trilogy it's a real shame that they screwed it up so badly. Maybe they'll remake it one day
1: I mean everything gets remade so one. I
0: think it's, it's difficult to remake the Star Wars things because they are sort of embedded so much as canon at this point so I I don't. See them remaking it. I think that's a very difficult thing to do with the Star Wars things. I know everything does get remade, but Star Wars doesn't, and it's been around since the 70s, you know? Yeah. So it's difficult to do that at this point. The only thing you can really do with it is do what they're trying to do, which is to tag something onto the end of it with like the Ray movie and see whether you can use that as a sort of palate cleanser to get that last movie out of people's mouths. It's a shame that they botched that in the way that they did.
1: But- so Ryan Johnson's a showrunner on this show, or created it, or what?
0: Yeah, Ryan Johnson is the creator of the show, and he's written and directed a lot of the episodes, uh, or okay. a number of okay. the episodes. He isn't actually showrunner on it, but he's creator of it, and exec produces it, and like I say, directed and written some of it as well. So that's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. <laughs> So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. No real cancellations this week once again, as things are rather quiet over in Hollywood right now. But there was some news that came out that the Winchesters, which was cancelled by the CW, is officially definitely done because they were looking around hoping that they could find a new home for it. And uh, that's the Supernatural prequel series. But uh, it's officially done. It's not going anywhere else, which I mean, to be honest, I didn't think it would, but failed to. Find a new home. That is definitely not coming back. There was also a story that said the Ipcris Files is not returning to ITV, which was I always thought was a one-off series anyway. But maybe it was planned as a bit more. Uh, the, the reason for that seems to be that all the cast are busy doing other things, so less to do with the sort of quality of the show and more to do with the fact that you just can't get everybody back in the same room that will not be coming back either. Over on the renewal side of things, there's only one and that's Somebody Somewhere, which is a comedy which uh, is renewed for season three at HBO. goes out on Sky Comedy over
1: here. I've never heard of it. What is that?
0: So the basic logline for it is it stars somebody called Bridget Everett. It's set in Manhattan, Kansas and follows a woman called Sam who is in her 40s trying to find happiness. She has a midlife crisis when her sister dies, which doesn't really seem like much of a setup for a company, but that's what it is. It's exact produced by the Duplass brothers who are... Oh, cool. a- people that the morning show one of them's on the morning show yes yeah and they've exact produced a whole bunch of other things as well uh room 104 was the thing i was which was that anthology uh, series all set in one room was probably the big thing that they were completely involved across but yes the uh, actors uh mark duplass is an actor as well and he's on the morning show not watched it don't know whether it's any good or not but yes it's been renewed for a third season so <laughs> that is good. <back>. Cool. <laughs> In Pickups and other news, they've announced the cast for the next series of Taskmaster. That's gonna be Julian Clary, a comedian, performer, author, and various other things. Comedy actor, writer and stand-up, Lucy Beaumont, uh, award-winning stand-up, Sam Camwell. presenter, writer and comedian Sue Perkins, actor and writer and director Susan Wacoma. Are the people that are involved in that? I think I've met Susan randomly at a Channel Four launch party for something. But yes, that kind of makes sense. Yes, a few years ago, <laughs> but really good group of people for Taskmaster. I know Gray watches Taskmaster. It's one that I've never actually sat down and properly watched. I kept just little clips of it. I'm sure I'd enjoy it if I did. But <laughs> mm, yeah, I kind of feel the exact same way. Yes, it's just one of those things that sort of bypassed me. and never actually kind of sat down and watched. But uh, I know Gray really likes it. So uh, yes, but that that seems like a Good mix. I mean, Julian Clare is fun. Cynthia McComb is great. C. Perkins is always fun. Don't know, really know that much of Lucy Beaumont and Sam Campbell, but there you go. Next thing we have is The Arc Season 1, which originally had an air date of May and then got moved, and then got moved again, and, and now it has a date which has actually stuck, which is Tuesday the 13th of June. It's coming to Sky Sci-Fi with a double bill, and it will run two episodes a week. This is from some of the people behind the Stargate TV series and the Stargate movie. Dean Devlin is one of them, I- can't remember the name of the other guy. It takes place 100 years in the future when planetary colonisation missions have begun as a necessity to help secure the survival of the human race. The first of these missions on a spacecraft known as ARC-1 encounters a catastrophic event, causing massive destruction and loss of life. With more than a year left to go before reaching their target planet, a lack of life-sustaining supplies and loss of leadership, the remaining crew must become the best versions of themselves to stay on its course and survive. The reviews seem to have been mixed in that it's one of those cheaper kind of US sci-fi channel shows. Uh, Um, But generally seems to be fun and enjoyable sci-fi just not necessarily the greatest quality (laughs) seems to have been the general reviews i've seen of it i've not seen of it seen it yet so i can't call it one way or the other some people seem to really like it some people have been like it's okay but enjoyable some people have been it's kind of rubbish but enjoyable so those were the comments i got back when i posted about it it has been renewed for a second season so it is coming back so you can start to get into it it's always a bit of a risk when it comes to sci-fi us series because they do have a habit of canning things but this has definitely been renewed for a second season it's called the Ark. it's tuesday the 13th of june it's coming to sky sci-fi so uh, you can go and check that out staged season three has got a premiere date that's on the 14th of june at 10 40 on bbc one and iplayer this is actually already up on itvx premium and britbox but this will be the first time it's actually gone free to air. So stage season three, that is 14th of June at 10.40 um, nice. on BBC and iPlayer. I have actually already seen this. I really enjoyed the third season. It gets even more meta than it is in the first place. Um, <laughs> it's it, it really does in this season. I don't really want to give anything away, but obviously they're outside COVID protocols, which means they can technically be in the same room. There are still the sort of Zoom calls, but there is other stuff going on in there as well. Well worth watching. I did enjoy the third season.
1: It's kind of nice that this was done in and around COVID because obviously the the idea was kind of the whole Zoom call thing, you know, that era, which is funny now to look back on that as like a finished era because we don't really do that anymore Mm -hmm. and we haven't been quarantined for like a long, long time and it's good that okay sure it was kind of meant to be this one-off it's not something that even needs a sort of continuation or direction it's just fun with these two guys which also involves other people at points and it's nice that even with the you know they're into their third season now and it's not something that's just gone on no matter what just because it's successful it's actually also still really good as well which I mean if you make something with David Tennant and Michael Sheen and it's bad then something's gone wrong somewhere yeah but yeah I never saw the third season because I don't have ITVX or BritBox, so I'm very happy to see this come to uh, BBC. Was that always the plan or was was it like a timed thing? I
0: don't know whether that was always the plan or not but of course the first two seasons went out on the BBC and my guess is that they made it and BritBox offered the money to exclusively put it on BritBox for a period of time which you know fair enough i mean they've got to get paid for doing it so they sold it to brickbox first and then it's now been bought across onto the bbc after that exclusivity window so i mean i think it's been on for about 12 months on brickbox and maybe six months i'm not sure but i'm very happy to have this land on bbc and more people are going yeah. to see it. it's very very enjoyable how many episodes is there this one i think
1: it's six usually it was about six wasn't
0: it yeah i think it's six episodes i can't quite remember but i think it's six episodes nice there was another little show which i just wanted to flag up called the great british dig which has also got a premiere date this is coming on the thursday the 15th of june at 9 p.m on more 4 what i'd say about this show is if you miss time team the old tony robinson thing where they went out into a field and dug up looking for archaeological stuff this is about the closest do you get to it at the moment because the Great British Dig is Hugh Dennis in the presenter role with a bunch of archaeologists and rather than going into sort of some random farmer's field and digging it up, they're digging up people's back gardens. So they find an area where they believe that there is a certain amount of sort of archaeology and then go and knock on a bunch of doors and say, do you mind if we dig looking for some archaeological stuff in your back garden? (laughs) Obviously in most places they have some idea that there was something there before but it's something that's never been excavated before so it's the same kind of premise of time team except it's taking place in towns that's basically the setup for it i really rather enjoyed this because i used to love time team it was a great kind of nice relaxing watch and uh great british dig it's on its fourth season now and really really enjoyable so if you are a fan of that sort of original time team and and you like that sort of archaeological show thursday the 15th of june at 9 p.m on more for for that and you will find it on Channel 4 streaming as well. So, uh, yeah, you can go check that out. Black Mirror Season 6 has now actually got a premiere date that's coming on the 15th of June onto Netflix. That's a Thursday. We have actually got breakdowns of those episodes as well because they released that a while back, but they hadn't actually released the date for it. They're all written by Charlie Brooker, apart from the last one, which is co-written with K. Ali. Some great directors involved, some great actors. Uh, The start's off with an episode called joni 's Awful, which is an average woman who is stunned to discover a global streaming platform has launched a prestige TV drama adaptation of her life in which she's portrayed by Hollywood A-lister Salma Hayek. So, uh, and obviously the global streaming platform is Netflix, so it all gets very meta at that point. But that's got Annie Murphy in it as well. So it's Annie Murphy, Salma Hayek, uh, Michael Sarah, Rob Delaney, Ben Barnes, uh, Himesh Patel are the uh, cast in that one. That. It's an interesting way to kick things off and very black mirror. There is the one episode which is called Demon 79, which in the trailer actually calls it Red Mirror rather than Black Mirror, because I think that's a slightly more horror-based episode. Set in Northern England in 1979, a meek sales assistant is told she must commit terrible acts to prevent a disaster. That has got Papa Esadu in it, that episode, directed by Tony Haynes, who has done Black Mirror, Andor, and Sherlock. I seem to remember the trailer actually referred to that as Red Mirror. That one, which is interesting. So I think it's a slightly more horror based one, that one. And there, there's mm. a number of others as well. And you've got like Aaron Paul, Joss Hartnett, Zaddy Beats in there. Looks good. Looking forward to this?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of really good cast in there. Kind of missed, but I mean, it's a strange show to kind of miss, but just its, you know, quality and that sort of thing. Because <laughs> um, it's been quite a while since we've had it. But at first episode, sounds quite good. Looking forward to it, definitely.
0: Yeah. So there's five episodes in this run. The other one is, there's, there's one called Lock Henry, which is a young couple travel to a sleepy Scottish town to start work on a genteel nature documentary but find themselves drawn into a juicy local story involving shocking events from the past. There is Beyond the Sea which is an alternative 1969 two men in a perilous high-tech mission wrestle with the consequences of an unimaginable tragedy. That's the Aaron Paul Just Hartnett one. And Maisie Day which is a troubled starlet is dogged by an invasive paparazzi while dealing with the consequences of a hit-and-run incident and that's the one with Zazie Beats and uh, Claire Brugard in it as as well just very much looking forward to that coming back because i've missed black mirror a lot thursday 15th of june for that titans has got an air date as well on netflix so titans season four that's the fourth and final season 25th of june on netflix that's uh, sunday randomly it's dropping that will drop as a box set so you would be able to go and work your way through that and the goldbergs season 10 that has got premiere date of the 5th of june so by the time this episode is up that will have already gone out because they snuck that in quite late. Goldberg's season 10 that's the final season monday the 5th of june at seven thirty on e4 i think they're running it out over the week as well so it's weekdays that they're running that out mm. so they'll be the speed running their way through that final season throughout the week if you're a fan of goldberg's go and check it out there and if you're listening to this on tuesday you have missed the first episode so go and watch it on demand because things don't stay on demand very long when they've aired on e4 yeah. so uh yeah go and watch it now <laughs> you know no,
1: a busy June then. I remember we had one of them was it last year, yeah, no, where we a, had just so much stuff. Yeah, um, there's quite a lot of films coming out as well.
0: Yes, so. the, and there is a lot coming up later on in June as well. Not necessarily much coming up over the sort of next week or so, but there's a lot of stuff coming up later on in June. Mm. Um, there was one other little story which I just wanted to mention. I know this is a show which I don't think either have watched for a very long time, but Derek Thompson, who plays Charlie in Casualty, is leaving the show after 37 years. <laughs> I think we just sort of recognize the fact that i mean that's dedication for you 37 years on one show I mean, how old are you?
1: 29. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Longer than my whole life. That's an incredible length of time to spend on a series. That's a long amount of time to do anything. Yeah. Think of like Ryan Giggs played for United for 23 years. Alex Ferguson was at United for, I think it was 27 years
0: or something. Yeah.
1: This is still longer than those two things. So that's that's quite incredible.
0: Yeah. Well-earned rest, I think, at this point. I don't know whether he's going on to do something else. It's not as if he can be worried about being typecast at this point, because, I mean, (laughs) you know. And I know Casualty sort of a soap. I mean, it isn't technically a soap because it does take breaks, but I mean, it's very soapy in the way it's sort of put together but hats off to him. He deserves to kind of go. And if he's going to go and retire, good luck to him. Uh, If he's going to go and do other things, then great. Do you not want to round it off to 40? Well, yeah, you know, you could have stuck (laughs) around for a few more years, maybe. But Mm. at that point, I mean, he's, he's been like, you know, shot, stabbed, (laughs) you know, had a heart attack and been brought back to life. You know, there's all sorts of things going on on that show. How
1: long has uh, EastEnders been on for? 40? I don't even know. I'm just thinking of Phil and EastEnders.
0: Yeah, but he's been in and out of it. Yeah, thirty eight. Yes, so they're almost around the same length of time but mm. i mean with Derek thompson on casualty he has been there right from the very start whereas yeah. you know some of the characters on eastenders they'll kind of stay for a bit then drop out and then kind of come back and you know which has been the case uh, whereas he has been there consistently the entire run from the very first episode so you know i mean that's dedication for you yeah. i have to, i i used to watch casualty years and years ago but i haven't watched it in ages but i just thought we we really should recognize that sort of level of commitment to a tv show
1: yeah that's incredible yeah
0: jumping back over onto channel four as you may or may not be aware channel four are Rebranding their online presence. They've gone for this everything being Channel 4. So, an amalgamation of their brands. I mean, they've still got like E4 as a channel, they've still got more for as a channel, but the online. Channel 4 is now just known as Channel 4, as well as the broadcast being known as Channel 4. So when they say something is on Channel 4, they mean that it's going to be online and on linear TV as well, if that makes sense. (laughs) It's slightly more confusing, but what they're basically saying is anything that is on the broadcast channel will also be online as well. But as part of that, they have then announced this thing which they're referring to as a summer of streaming which is them picking up a bunch of shows which have previously aired on other paid streaming platforms and are now going to air on linear tv on channel four and also online as well so you can stream them first one they picked up is dr death which i think ran on Lionsgate Plus over here, had it originally, but uh, it's based on the true story of a guy called Christopher Dunch, played by Joshua Jackson, a rising star in the Dallas medical community. And it was the title rather suggests he was killing patients. So it's Joshua Jackson, Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater are the three leads in that. I didn't actually catch it when it was on streaming previously. So I might go and take a look at this. I think that is like on the 20th of june so that will land on streaming and is also going to be airing at 10 pm on the 20th of june on channel 4 as well it's an anthology series so there is a second season of that coming but will have a completely different cast and it will be a completely different story that is one to look out for and it, it is a complete story in itself because it's an anthology series queer as folk the u.s Reimagining, the latest one, uh, which ran, I think, last year. It was a Peacock series, I think, in the US. Somebody did run this over here. I can't remember who, but that was actually cancelled after one season. But the it basically takes the idea of the original Russell T. Davis classic, moves it to America. It's a diverse group of friends in New Orleans whose lives are transformed in the weight of an unimaginable tragedy that rocks their community. So uh, the setup is basically the same sort of thing as the original show it didn't go down particularly well so they canned it after one season but it's there they're going to be airing it we haven't got a date for that yet but that is another one to look out for that's Queer as Folk the Girl from Plainsville is another one they picked up, which is inspired by the true story of Michelle Carter's controversial texting suicide case based on the Esquire article of the same name by Jesse Barron. Limited series explores Carter's relationship with Conrad Roy III and the events that led to his death and later her conviction for of involuntary manslaughter. It's El Fanning and Chloe Savane in that. I don't know that story at all, but uh, that is also coming. That's The Girl from Plainsville. Becoming Elizabeth, which is the untold story of England's most iconic queen, Elizabeth I, before she ascended to the throne. So there's that, which is a drama, which is coming. That hasn't been cancelled or renewed. I don't know whether that's a one-off series or how that ends or whatever. And Cruel Summer, which is, I think, a freeform series in the US, but uh, that's been running on Prime Video. You can actually find the whole thing of season one up there that has been renewed for a second season. It's a psychological thriller that takes place over three summers, 93, 94 and 95, when a beautiful popular teen, Kate, played by Olivia Holt, is abducted and seemingly unrelated. A girl, Jeanette, played by Shara Arella, goes from being a sweet, awkward loner to the most popular popular girl in town and by ninety-five the most despised person in America. Each episode is told from alternating points of view. Cast includes those two plus Michael Landers, Harlequin Smith is in there, Blake Lee, Sarah Drew, a number of other people as well. So that's cruel summer, um, psychological thriller, teen drama, as I say, I think it was a freeform series, which gives you some idea of the sort of teen drama sort of stuff it is mm. but uh that could be one to look out for don't know when that's going to land uh but that will be season one it has been renewed for a second season already it airs on prime video first which is where you can get the first season but channel four have picked it up if you don't have prime it will be landing on channel four and channel four streaming as well any of those of interest to you not particularly this because
1: you said this is like their summer lineup yeah um it's got some stuff in there that might be good but you've got like one counter show, one show that was already aired somewhere else which which is fine for like options but they've all, but they're,
0: they're all or, already aired somewhere else right the two
1: things they've got to kind of figure out because they've been over the years kind of chopping and changing like what all four is called it used to be four od then it was all four now it's like four or whatever yeah, it's, it is now it's cha- um, just
0: channel four yes channel
1: four yeah um i think all four was the most suitable for that because it was here's where you you click on this to get Everything all of four, four. yeah, yeah it, it, that, that was good for that and i think each channel kind of had its identity and you know channel 4 was its own thing and he, he, that you, you knew what you were sort of getting on each channel a bit like i said earlier this is in a case of like all of 4 channel 4 is still doing like some decent stuff here and there e- e4 is really the one that's kind of you know all of those like american sitcoms and stuff most of them are finished like i said young sheldon might not come back on there And they've sort of really lost that appeal Mm -hmm. and ended up going down the reality hole, which when you see a channel do that, it's kind of a bit disappointing. I mean, we're about to see sort of CW kind of do that. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel like much here. Like These might be good shows, which is the important part, but... I don't know, just very middle. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean there is other stuff coming as well. I mean they've they've got some returning shows coming up and I mean they have picked up other things. They've got things like Holton Catch Fire is on there. I think the first season of The Good Doctor is on there as well. The Tudors, they've got up on there ER West Wing is on there, The Good Wife, they've got some episodes of that. I mean, you know, there is a lot of stuff on that as a streaming service, but it is all sort of random bits and pieces, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, There's good shows on there. They just don't really have an identity. Yeah. I think is the, is the way to put it. So yeah, we'll see.
0: Moving over onto another streaming service, Prime Video. They have ordered another version of The Office. Interestingly enough, it's a female-led Australian version, this one. It is actually the 13th worldwide adaptation of The Office so far. I realised there were quite that many, but there you go. So this version follows Hannah Howard, played by Felicity Ward, who was in Wakefield and the is 2, managing director of a packaging company called Finley Craddock. When she gets news from head office that they will be shutting down her brand, she makes everybody work from home and goes into survival mode making promises she can't keep in order to keep her work family together. The staff of Finley Craddock indulge her and must endure Hannah's outlandish plots as they work towards the impossible targets that have been set for them. It's got Felicity Ward in that lead role, Edith Poor, who's in Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power and Power of the Dog, Steen Raskopulsus, who was in Feel Good, Shari Sabins, who was in Thor Love and Thunder, Joss Thompson, who's in Young Rock, Johnny Brewer who is in Thor Love and Thunder and What We Do in the Shadows, a few other people as well. So, I mean, full Australian cast by the sounds of it. Like I say, it's the 13th adaptation of The Office. They've had versions, obviously the big ones in the US and the original UK version. They've done versions in France, Canada, Chile, Israel, India, Middle East, Poland as well. Uh, So, yeah, there are versions of Office all over the place. I mean, Ricky Gervais must be raking it in from (laughs) this because he's on. Obviously, still like getting money from these, whether he has direct involvement in it or not, uh, and Stephen Merchant, of course. But any interest in the Australian version of The Office? Well,
1: we didn't necessarily think the American version would work because American versions don't usually work for yeah, anything. They... I mean, I've seen some uh, clips of the Inbetweeners, and goodness me, it's really bad. So that's like one of the only successful version of like an American remake of something like that. I mean you've got a, so a change of gender in the lead character because you've got a woman this time obviously she's going to be compared to Michael and to yeah David two leads from the the main versions I mean I know you said they've got all the other ones but, yeah,
0: but they are the, main the American versions, and the yeah.
1: UK are really the the, the main two that are looked at I understand that there would be doubt as to why this would work but it, it could because again we didn't necessarily think the American one would but mm-hmm. depends who the other characters are I suppose
0: yeah and I mean I don't know although it's it's sort of an adaptation I don't know whether they're directly copying the characters, which is what they did with the US version, or whether it's taking the premise of a sort of failing middle management kind of, and whether they're doing versions of the characters from the UK version, or whether they're going to be completely original characters. I don't know. It does somewhat depend, I think, on that. Because I think the problem is that, the US version was so big and the UK version was so big and we've seen versions of those characters already, you kind of need to approach it slightly differently because yeah. the, the, the setup, I think, works the same. You know, having the sort of fly-on-the-wall documentary at a sort of failing manager of a failing company as a setup works well as the sort of office thing. It's the surrounding characters that you put in if they're going to just be rip-offs of storylines of the US and UK versions. I think we're possibly past that at this point mm. and maybe it needs to be something more original so I, I don't know but as you say we, yeah we didn't think the US version would work and that was initially a direct copy of the UK version so mm. the What's first say? few
1: episodes were weren't they
0: yeah yeah and then of course yeah, they went like on scene for like remake. yeah and then they went on for way way longer than the UK version did so you know I, I think the basic kind of structure of it can work I'm just not sure whether you want to do the same characters and the same plot line at this point so it depends how they approach it i guess mm, but yeah, uh, yeah. but it, interestingly although this is made in australia it's been picked up worldwide by prime video and it's been made by prime video in conjunction with an australian company so it will come worldwide keep an eye out for that but it, it is being called the office australia that's all the news we've got for this week just a few highlights for next week on tv coming up <laughs> So highlights for next week on TV. We have Man Like Mobine is back on BBC Three on the 8th of June at 10pm. We've got Human Resources returning for season two and that will be the final season. That's on Netflix. That's the spin-off from Big Mouth. That is back on the 9th of June. The Arc, as I mentioned earlier, that's coming the 13th of June at 9pm to Sky Sci-Fi and uh, that will launch and have two episodes a week and staged, as I mentioned earlier. 14th of June for that at 10 40, which I its free to air, airing on BBC One and BBC iPlayer. So you can go and catch that there. It is well worth watching. Not a huge amount starting next week, but there is more stuff coming later on in the month as well. That's everything for this week. Matt, if they want to find more of you, where can they find you? They can find me over on entertainmenttalk.org and your favourite podcast platforms for TV,
1: games, films, mainlight podcasts. Um, I went and saw the Mermaid yesterday. The live action remake I thought that was a good time Obviously, there was the FA Cup final, which happened as well. I'm sure you're all aware of what happened there. Gaming Talk was still doing that. I did a review of Scream Six, which I really tried to love, but really frustrated me. So there's there's that one. We're right at the end of the football season. Ted Lasso has just wrapped up as well. That's had its a lot of final seasons at the moment. Uh, that's had its uh, final season, and we will be returning very soon with Breaking Bad. We have set like a sort of when we're going to do that, but um, we'll tell you when that's going to be. Yeah. So uh, yeah, TV, Game films, main iPod. entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms and all that. Uh, Twitch on UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. That's me.
0: Cool. So go and check Matt out over on entertainmenttalk.org for other people involved in the show. You can, of course, find Bex on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes. That's B-Y-T-E-S. She's doing lots of streaming over on there. So go and check her out every week. Lots of fun, silly stuff going on. She's doing list things quite a lot at the moment of sort of putting... Mm things in lists so you go check that is a very fun thing to do yes yes she's doing quite a lot of that right now with her her audience over on the twitch channel so uh, that's quite good fun and uh, Daryl you can go and find on hollywoodnorthnews.net for all those TV shows that you love which are shot in Canada for us you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week can see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown on instagram at geektown uk and on tiktok at geektown uk that is everything we shall see you next week bye bye goodbye